Hello and welcome to Sisters Who Stan, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories and shows that made us and explores the questions they've left us asking. I'm Emma. And I'm Bridie. Buckle in as we prepare to celebrate the weird and wonderful world of fandom. Good morning. Hey sis, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. How has this week been for you? Yeah, good. Um, Obviously, we are nearing the end of the third lockdown, which feels like a light at the end of the tunnel. Although I actually feel a little bit anxious about being reintroduced into the world. Oh, yeah. I think getting back to normal life still feels like a bit of a strange concept. And one part of me can't wait, but the other part of me just feels like, I don't know, there's just there's still so many things um, I could be anxious about. There's just so many things. You can pick and choose. It's like a big smorgasbord. <laughs> a big what sh- will I feel scared about today? <laughs> will it be uh, the state of the world? The climate crisis? <laughs> Family's mortality? <laughs> My, your business? Like business. everything. Yep. Yeah. It's a real pick and mix at the minute. <laughs> um, Deadly pick and mix. Uh-huh. So that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like as a human, I am generally quite relentlessly optimistic. Just this morning's a bit wet and grey and, you know, but it's good because I think this will cheer me up. Yes. Yeah, no, I think this will cheer us up because today, listener, listeners, I mean, I hope there's more than one of you. (laughs) (laughs) If there is just one of you, we really value you. And (laughs) (laughs) look, let's grab a coffee when this is all over. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, no, today... We're going to be talking about witches. Mm-hmm. And we, we got off to a slightly sticky start this morning as well because of technical issues. Um, but I think we've fixed that all now. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll record this and then we won't be able to hear each other. But I think hopefully <laughs> it's going to pan out all right. I wasn't going to say this out loud, but I did have a little part of me that was kind of like, mm, talking about witchcraft and it's not working. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't, uh, didn't cross my mind. <laughs> Well, it's something that crossed my mind. <laughs> so did you um, did you get spooked out reading about witches? No, not really. I think, but only because I have quite positive connotations about the idea of them. Mm. Um, I think there is a certain road I could have gone down and got very scared very quickly because mm. <laughs> there are horror films about witches, which are terrifying. Mm, yeah, when people start talking about things like demons and stuff, I'm just like, mm, no, mm. no, don't need to know about that. Don't want to know about it. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Don't want to acknowledge or bring that into my life in any way. Yeah, 100%. I'm like, oops, close that door immediately. Exactly. But we're both kind of quite superstitious, really, in a way. So I can Mm. imagine we'd be like, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, we are both quite superstitious, I guess. Mm. So today we are talking about witches. Mm -hmm. Witches, covens, very exciting stuff. Um, We don't really have a question. This is just a topic. Yeah, although I think I'm going to try and shoehorn it into a question at the end for you. Oh, okay. A surprise. <laughs> mm, okay. Sounds... Well, it's not going to be a surprise, but yeah. Okay, that sounds interesting. Um, we should also add a disclaimer that we are not experts. Um, there are plenty of podcasts that delve into Wicca and all of these things with much greater depth than we are going to go in today. We're just kind of... We barely like scratch a... the surface, but it's... Mm you know, interested parties. Yeah, we're just going to be dipping in like a like that pick and mix board. <laughs> and in comedy, that's what we call a callback. <laughs> Sorry. 
So I thought maybe we could start with the dictionary definition of witch. Would you, uh, would you like to hear that? I would like to hear that. <laughs> okay, so the... Sorry, I feel like, sorry, sorry. I feel like you always come with like the bread and butter. Here are some facts. And I'm like, well, I did a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> That's my caliber of research. <laughs> Yes, well, that's quite all right. You need both of those things. Um, (laughs) But so the Merriam-Webster currently has four definitions for the noun witch. One is one that is credited with usually malignant supernatural powers, especially a woman practicing usually black magic, often with the aid of a devil or a familiar. Uh, And then definition number two, a bit harsh, uh, is an ugly old woman. (gasps) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, and then and then in brackets it says a hag, uh, like you call someone a witch as an insult. And mm. then number three, which is actually in complete contradiction to number two, uh, is a charming or alluring girl or woman. This is fucking typical. I mean, <laughs> I've actually written down this quote that I read in an interview that Leela Shapiro did with some women in a coven, and they were talking about this. They said, Historically, representations have fallen into two basic categories, the ugly, decrepit hag and the young, hypersexualized woman who exists for male consumption. Yeah, well, it really reminds me of that scene in Sex and the City where Carrie and Miranda are looking at Halloween costumes and there's like only a sexy kitten or a witch. And Miranda says something like, these are the two options for women. And Carrie goes, whoa, you just said a mouthful there, sister. (laughs) It's like crazy old hag or sexy kitten. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But so anyway, the fourth definition is a practitioner of wicker. Yeah, so those are the dictionary definitions. But I'm interested to know what your personal connotations with the word witch are. So I think when I was little, it was kind of all like the Wicked Witch of the West, the Witch in Snow White... Uh, the Royal Dull Witches. So actually quite scary witches. And then when we get later into the like 90s and early noughties, it kind of shifted and witches were suddenly quite like cool and magical. Mm. Um, so this was like when I was watching a lot of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, mm. which I loved. Uh, and then also this was around when Buffy was on too. Yes. Yeah. Looking back, the 90s kind of felt like a bit of a golden age for cool witches uh, on mm. TV because that's when Charmed was on as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, and then later on, I learned a bit more about the early history about witch trials and everything. So mm-hmm. um, I learned and studied The Crucible for the first time, uh, which did actually become one of my favorite plays. So yeah, um, yeah, I have quite a few different feelings when I think about witches and all the connotations. Yeah. Weirdly, I just don't categorize people like Hermione in that at all. No, I don't either. It feels really different. Mm, yeah. Also, one of my friends when I was younger, her mum... Uh, identified as like a witch Mm. oh yes no I think I know who you mean um she read my tarot cards a couple of times actually and she Mm. was great yeah I've actually worked with someone who um was a witch as well and I also started to read and see more about young women in covens I feel like the connotations of witch are quite broad but overall for me they're really quite positive what about you what were your initial reactions or memories when you think about a witch Yeah, so, I mean, similar. Um, When I was really young, um, do you remember we used to have those books, Mog? Oh my Um, God, I loved Megan Mog. They were great, weren't they? Uh, You know what else I remembered the other day? Mona the Vampire. Yes, (laughs) I watched hours of that. (laughs) But yeah, so Meg was probably my favourite childhood version of a witch. Um, Mm. But then when I got to my teen years, well, actually, probably before I was a teenager, I think... It was just before secondary school, so like uh, 11, 10. 
I feel like you were kind of a teenager from like 11 though. Oh my God. From like five. (laughs) (laughs) From the moment you exited the womb. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah. And then, so as you know, I developed a full Buffy obsession around the age of 11. Really just wanted to be Willow. Mm. Um, So I got my first deck of tarot cards when I was 12, which is still the deck of cards I have now. And I also brought a book called Teen Witch. Do you remember (laughs) there was that shop in the lanes called Hocus Pocus? Yes. Yeah. Such a cool shop. I loved just spending time in there. You know, browsing the shelves and buying incense sticks. Um, <laughs> and I also started to read a little bit about Wicca around then. But then unfortunately, I did start getting called a witch at school and like not in a cool way. Oh, bitches be jealous. Yeah. So then I, I did a bit of a U-turn and retreated away from it like, oh, no, I'm not a witch. So I think my interest, you know, started to fizzle. Um, and also I was a teenager and started becoming interesting in other things, you know, boys, booze. MSN. MSN, exactly. I think I've always held a flame for, um, I don't know, like the more mystical side of life, if that's the Mm. right word. I always loved our visits to Scotland, see mum's side of the family. And there were those amazing um, witchy standing stones um, in King King R. So yeah, I've never had any evil connotations when it comes to witch stuff. I was actually looking for the earliest use of the word witch, uh, which is in a book called The Laws of Alfred. Um, I think that's how you say it. been in the library again, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> been in the restricted section, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, just Google. So this book, uh, which is dated to mm, 890. It just says 890. Um, it doesn't say like BC or AD, so I'm, I don't know what that means. <laughs> bloody ages ago is what it means (laughs) yeah quite um and it's used in this sentence uh which roughly translated to english apparently means women who are accustomed to receiving enchanters and sorceresses and witches um and then it says do not let them live Ooh, yeah a bit extreme um but i think it was really good old uh christianity that turned everyone against witches in the end i must they spoil the fun (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think the classical period of witch hunts in early modern Europe and colonial America took place from around 1450 to 1750. Which is around when the crucible set, I think, in the 17th century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they think roughly around 90,000 people died in that period, um, which is actually like a bit less than I thought. I mean, it's obviously mm. still awful, but I don't know why I thought it was going to be in like the hundreds of thousands. Mm. I was always really horrified by that because I feel like, I don't know, you just got a sense of how quickly the panic spread and Mm. it's nothing like the same thing, but in the way that someone could spread a rumor about you, like we understand rumors in the modern age because at school rumors just rule. Mm. So that's how school operates and your reputation could just be completely destroyed. Mm. Well, I mean, one day you're buying a book called Teen Witch and then deck of tarot cards and then the next you're being called a witch and I don't even know how those rumors started. (laughs) Pulled out of thin air. Out of thin air. (laughs) I remember when I first learned about it at school and what I guess I understood just by being that age and in that environment was how somebody could plant a seed of doubt about you and how if people Mm -hmm. wanted to like turn against you, they could group together and do that. It made me really quite anxious because it was like, what a precarious and obviously ridiculous situation this is. But Mm. how quickly, if people want to believe something, they will. And that Mm. can get really scary. 
when we watched The Crucible, you definitely got a sense that there was just this fear of something evil and powerful. But it also just seemed to be like a fear of women hanging out. <laughs> it seemed to be the main problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, if a woman gave you sass, it was like, well, she's obviously evil. Um, mm. There were also some men killed, weren't there? I'm not sure what the percentage was, uh, but I think it was predominantly women, obviously. Yeah, I I don't know statistically out of that 90,000 from that era, how many were men. Um, but I think the old, well, what's interesting is that the old Middle English word of which spelt W-I-C-C-H-E <laughs> uh, didn't... Um, Sorry, ye old English spelling always makes me laugh for like no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there was no separation between like feminine and masculine within the word. Mm. Although I suppose maybe like the masculine meaning was sort of eventually... Uh, replaced by words like wizards and warlock. Although in colloquial English, which is pretty much exclusively applied to women, I actually heard an interesting fact on the Your Dead to Me podcast. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, so it's a Radio 4 podcast where I suppose they're sort of making history fun. Um, and they did an episode on witches with Cariad Lloyd, uh, who's just brilliant. But they said that the witches in 17th century Iceland were almost exclusively men. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, although that, I mean, that's definitely the exception to the rule. I think in other countries, it was overwhelmingly women who were accused of witchcraft. And apparently one reason uh, was because they believed that women were more susceptible to sin, a.k.a. Eve. Oh, fucking hell. It always comes back to Eve, doesn't it? <laughs> Eve really did a number on us, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're more likely to make a pact with the devil because our willpower isn't as strong. <sighs> Maybe we're more likely to make a pact with the devil because Adam is boring. <laughs> Uh, I also read that the European witch hunts kind of lined up with women getting onto the throne for the first time. Mm, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think the, uh, the patriarchy were having a little moment of panic. <laughs> mm, toys out pram, some mm -hmm. words that come to mind. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a pretty horrifying part of history. Like the Crucible does a really good job, in my opinion, of capturing the like fever nature mm -hmm. and just like the fear, like the actual fear of everyone involved. Bridie really loves the Crucible for anyone who wasn't <laughs> sure. I keep trying to steer, the, steer us I in have different directions, but Bridie's like, well, in the Crucible. <laughs> I've read the Crucible and I want you all to know. But no, I, I completely get what you're saying about mob mentality. I think it's a really interesting um, thing to, to touch on. I, I still don't really know what one would have to have done to be accused of being a witch in the 17th century. Well, early 2000s, I could help you with. <laughs> provide some insight on it was basically nothing like honestly somebody would be like oh they were hanging out there washing and they didn't say hello and then get this my chicken died that bitch <laughs> like that's literally the extent of the fucking evidence that there would be against a person or it would be like her neighbor can't have children and they'd be like well then mm. well um i heard that a lot of the women that were successfully persecuted and died um were past childbearing age um mm. and i think that there's a connection somewhere with postmenopausal women and like the perceived spinsterhood people are such assholes mm -hmm. it would have been wonderful if they had been able to turn around and just like mm. burn the village to the ground i mean obviously <laughs> not that would have been dreadful but it's probably why i don't have any powers <laughs> can't be trusted mm -hmm. well it's interesting because actually Witches don't really use their power for evil, like apart from once in the Blair Witch Project. Mm. 
I read about the like two narratives that there have been about witches, how there's the kind of good versus evil. So like Elphaba mm. versus Glinda. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about them. Oh yeah. They're the ultimate witches. I mean, well, no, they're not the ultimate witches, but they're like quite quintessential. Mm. Like, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West is one of the originals. Mm-hmm. An OG. And then you've got, you know, Glinda. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. It's broke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would happen one day. But you've worked and waited for. No, this is a hot mess. <laughs> I should stop singing. Great show. Um, great show. It is a great show and it's a great story. But mm-hmm. I guess actually Wicked rewrote that traditional good versus evil story that was popular. Because um, it was often that one witch is evil and ugly and one witch is good and beautiful. But I feel like now there's more stories which lean towards covens and communities and I guess just like sisterhood. And that's, you know, kind of as women have taken over the narrative, they've been like, mm, I don't think those two women were competing. I think they're collaborating. Mm. Oh, yes. I love that. The idea of a coven collaborating. And I think it's more just about women coming together. There was an article by Catherine Van Arendonk, our ah, old friend, Catherine. who I've quoted before mm-hmm. um, in Vulture, which said, why the witch is the pop culture heroine we need right now. Uh, and she talks a bit about women coming together. So she said, even when we try to divorce the witch from any direct implication of injury, when a coven comes together as a self-contained group, a safe community, apart from the rest of the world, the traditional vision of witchcraft still lurks in the air. Women gathering together to perform spells, women gathering to share information in the dark of night, women gathering (laughs) <laughs> Whether you call it witchcraft or you call it a feminist book club, it will always feel a bit dangerous. Oh my God. Catherine, we love you. I love that. <laughs> Power in numbers, guys. Mm, exactly. And the root of the fear goes really far back to that like original fear of women and sin, but also just the women coming together. Uh, <laughs> this is not the right comparison, <laughs> but I've, I don't know why. I feel like I've said this phrase so many times recently, but you know, in Chicken Run, when Mr. Tweedy is like, they're organized. <laughs> But you've said that phrase so much recently. <laughs> I don't know why. They're organized. Now I know the maybe that you mean. Yeah, maybe I just have a real desire to watch Chicken Run again. Mm. Well, you should watch that when you can finally come down and see me. It's a great film. It's such a great film. It actually doesn't get brought up enough, I think. No, and it's bloody brilliant. Did you see that they were going to do a remake of it, like a live action? No, sorry. I don't know how it's going to be live action. There's going to be some incredible CGI if it's live action. <laughs> I don't think I mean live action. I think I, I think I just mean a remake. I'd love to see a remake. It can't be live action. I hope they have someone as attractive as whoever played Rocky in the original. Because that, mm. he was... Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, that was Mel Gibson. Oh, no! <laughs> well, I only fancy Mel Gibson when he's playing a rooster. He is weirdly attractive in that film. I agree. This is not where the conversation was going, but and it's not a right comparison, but yeah, just that <laughs> fear of women coming together and comparing notes. Mm-hmm. Just as society running for the hills a bit, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Another interesting area which Catherine goes into was talking about the term witch hunt and how it got co-opted by like the likes of Woody Allen when he was saying the Me Too movement had a witch hunt atmosphere. So to us now, the term witch hunt suggests an unprovoked attack on an innocent person. Mm. It doesn't suggest a predator being rightfully persecuted, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but it's also got this double-edged thing where it also suggests like witches, which in a lot of popular culture is like evil women coming together to cause harm. Mm, That's so true. I hadn't thought about that. So I feel like he's applied a term that was 
about a time in society when innocent women were murdered and try mm. to use it to evoke sympathy for a male predator whose victims mm. have come together and come forward. Like, it's yeah. a really different vibe, isn't it, Woody? <laughs> yeah, I read a great article as well by Lindy West for the New York mm. Times, which was like, yes, this is a witch hunt. I'm a witch and I'm hunting you. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I bloody love Lindy West. Um, I don't know if you've read her book, Shrill, but it is no. really good. I have to check that out. She's mm-hmm. fab. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just interesting to see how the term witch hunt can magically mean one thing for women and one thing for the Me Too movement. But that's obviously, anyway, much later into the future of what we're talking yeah. about. So I've been reading quite a bit about Wicca in preparation for today's episode. And I've learned some things that were initially quite surprising to me. Um, so firstly, it was set up in the 1950s, which at first I thought seemed like a bit too modern because I had been associating it with paganism, which obviously is much further back. Mm. Um, but what I didn't realize is that Wicca is like a modern pagan religion. So a lot of its core values are based on those pre-Christian pagan traditions. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the religion was founded by a man called Gerald Gardner, who then became known as the father of Wicca. And if you look him up, he actually, he has a little bit of a wizard look about him. <laughs> Bushy eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, and he's also known by his craft name Skyer, which I thought was pretty cool. But the religion is really very all-encompassing um, and welcoming. So as with Quakers, you can get atheist Wiccans, you can get agnostic Wiccans. Some view the deities uh, with a literal existence and some view them more as symbols. From what I read about it, it feels really accessible in a way that, you know, everyone has access to a higher power um, within themselves. And it's it's not built on any very strict structures that I think can be found within other like communities and religions. I think it's interesting for a fairly new religion. Um, like I know its values are old, but for something newish to take off, um, it must be kind of filling a gap or maybe people mm. found something in it that other religions weren't offering them. Yeah, I think so. And it spread quite quickly, you know, in the 1960s. Um, and from what I can tell, the religion has a really strong emphasis on nature, unconventional living, and I suppose a search for spirituality that's divorced from traditional religions. So do Wiccans call themselves witches? Or is that different? Uh, yeah, from what I understand, a lot of people who practice Wicca um, would identify as a witch, yes. But some might not. Mm, okay. It's quite open from what I understand, but I feel like I need to add a disclaimer again and say that like, I'm no Wicca expert and listeners, if you're interested in learning more, uh, we will have some links below. But what I will say is that everything I've read about Wicca is all to do with peace and love and, you know, has absolutely zero correlation to worshipping the devil. So for anyone (laughs) with any misconceptions there. Yeah, good to clear that up. Do you follow the witch talk hashtag? No, I don't. Is it a good one? Well, I think there's good and bad parts to it. Um, so for anyone unaware, Witch Talk is a tag on TikTok that currently has 8.1 billion views. And the kind of things you'll probably see on there might be people learning spells or talking about deities and shadow work. Uh, so on the one hand, it can be a really fun and informative space, but there are also parts to it which are problematic. So um, firstly, I've read a lot of criticism. Uh, it rightly points out that the tag itself is quite whitewashed and tends Mm. to favor white content creators within the algorithm yeah um 
I also listened to a great podcast recently called Witches Gathering. And they were saying how on witch talk, you know, some people very into the aesthetic, but not necessarily the, the practice, which, you know, is a fair comment. Mm, that's made me think. Um, so I read an interesting article whilst I was researching called How to Be a Witch Without Stealing Other People's Cultures. Um, it's by Jess Joho and Morgan Sung. Mm, I read that one too. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, really informative. We'll link to it in the show notes, but just as an overview, it's a really brilliant deep dive into New Age witchcraft and it goes into the history and impact of colonisation. I don't think I realised how colonialists brought with them the word witch and like Mm. the negative connotations of that Mm -hmm. and used it to demonise basically any spiritual practice that wasn't theirs, so that wasn't Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, And also how those ideas have now stuck around and meant that people are still persecuted for witchcraft today. Mm. Yeah, that was really sobering to read. I also, I thought it explored the commercialization of spiritual practices really well. Uh, so the Urban Outfitters chakra spray, for example. Oh yeah. What were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, like the current trends, meaning that stuff like sage is now being overharvested and mm-hmm. isn't accessible to like communities who have used it for years. Yeah. And I have to say, as someone who does love a bit of tarot and astrology and feels drawn to all of those things on Witch Talk, I think this Mm. article did really make me stop and think about those things and my own practices. Mm. I think tarot is a bit different because it's not seen as an element of what they um, describe as a closed practice. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think it certainly made me think more widely about, you know, the importance of knowing the history on those areas. Definitely. Yeah. They also closed the article by signposting to some helpful ways you can practice magic without perpetuating damage. So like learning of witchcraft's colonialist history or just generally avoiding practices not meant for you. Mm. I liked um, this quote from, so they interview an Atlanta-based witch called Brooklyn who says, if we learn to come at it not from a colonizing capitalist mindset, but from a perspective of reverence for our planet and other people, then we're going back to the origins of these practices, which was not to consume, but to connect. Mm, That's lovely. Mm. I have to say, I do. I think the rise of younger people taking an interest in all of these things is definitely something I've noticed within my own friendship groups over the last few years. Mm, same. I think I think it's pretty universal and not just our circles. But yeah, why why do you think that is? I'm not sure. I read a bit about the interest in witchcraft coinciding with like waves of women's movements. So I guess it's not a coincidence that the recent interest has collided with like the millennial and Gen Z kind of feminist developments. Mm. Um, There was a good article in Teen Vogue about the resurgence of witches in popular culture and just also generally in life. And Mm. it was saying that witchcraft might present itself as the pitch perfect expression of female rage and frustration. Mm. Yeah. I, I love that the word witch keeps being reclaimed by different generations. I think I, obviously it means lots of different things to different people and a part of me feels conflicted about finding power in a word that is still used to persecute people now. Mm. But as a symbol of feminine power and resistance, it's definitely something that resonates with me. Yeah, as a word, it, I mean, it's clear that it covers an incredibly broad uh, experience and that's very hard to unpack in a 30-minute podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, you know, like we said at the start, we're really just scratching the surface on this topic. We will link to resources and, you know, other people who can provide much more in-depth information about the different areas that we've touched on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me personally, um, the word which has sort of come to represent just really strong and powerful human beings who 
are connected to their own spirituality and the world around them. And I think actually researching this episode has made me want to explore it further. Mm. I thought we could round this episode off by playing uh, a game. Um, So the game is, it's called Create Your Own Coven. You can have a coven of three witches, fictional, real, from history or popular culture, any three witches. Okay, that sounds fun. Who do you pick? Okay, for my coven. Well, I would probably choose Hermione um, because she is very bright and she'd probably be quite helpful. Yeah. Um, so my second choice would actually be someone I haven't talked about today, but I would like to talk about, which is Cersei. Um, mm. She's kind of more described as an enchantress character. Um, she's the witch in the Odyssey who turns all Odysseus's men into pigs. Um, she does turn them back and let them go. But... Yeah, I recently read an adaption of her story by Madeline Miller, and it's like the best book I've read. Mm. And I just harp on about it every day. But yeah, so I'd like her <laughs> in my coven. Um, okay. And they're so both quite... In your day-to-day, you you talk about that and Chicken Run. Yes. That comes <laughs> up a lot for you. Those and the things crucible. come up a lot. And the Crucible. <laughs> All Cs. Who knew? All Cs. <laughs> chicken Run, Crucible, and Cersei. Mm-hmm. That's me. in a mean? In a sentence. Uh-huh. <laughs> What does it mean? Um, Sorry. But then I I think I would need somebody to lighten the mood because I think Hermione and Cersei could get quite serious. So maybe mm-hmm. like one of the aunts from Sabrina, you know, Hilda or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. Because mm-hmm. you need someone who's going to be comic relief, but I don't think I'd like want so much comic relief like the witches in Hocus Pocus. Oh, but I do love them. I know. And Bette Midler would obviously be amazing. But if you were trying to do something serious with Cersei mm-hmm. and Hermione and Bette Midler... I mean, actually, what's the name of her character? Or Sarah Jessica um, Parker's character? Uh, so it's Winnie and Sarah. I think she's just called Sister Sarah. Sister Sarah. Yeah. Well, would Salem count the cat? Because mm. Salem could be part of it just for fun. Because um, he's one of my favorite characters, like, of all time. I would love to have a black cat called Salem in real mm. life. Absolutely. Yeah. I did also slightly like the witch in Narnia. I, yeah, why, I kind of had a soft spot for her too. Me too. Obviously she's evil. She was, but I was like, Edmund is being stupid. <laughs> I mean, like he's a child, but he also totally betrays everyone for basically a handful of Turkish delight. Um, but yeah, I think those would be my three. Um, mm. Also, I know we're just kind of like lots of witches are bubbling up to my mind now, but just thinking about the word witch makes me think of the witch king in Lord of the Rings, the witch king of Angmar. Mm. oh god yeah they are not welcome here mm, scary mm. um but yeah so who who would you choose to be in your coven um well i definitely have to have willow because she was the first witch i was into mm-hmm. your number one mm-hmm. yeah she's my number one um although it would have to be good willow because she does she goes bad for a few series yeah yeah so good willow would be my coven I mean, Sabrina, I feel like she would be fun. Mm. Um, What about Molly Weasley? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love Molly in my coven. Or McGonagall. Mm. Okay, yeah, that would be great. Okay, so Molly, Sabrina, and Willow. Great mix. A great smorgasbord. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Well, I did warn you that I was going to try and shoehorn um, make it a question. So, Mm. look, Emma... If you took a mm-hmm. DNA test, would you be 100% that witch? I mean, I don't know what kind of question that is. <laughs> um, our brother actually did a DNA test, didn't he? I think you're yeah, hoping. But, 
who you were hoping he wouldn't be related to us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. But um, assuming we're sort of similar to him, mm. we're 45% Irish, was it? Yeah. Like a 50-something percent Scottish. Mm-hmm. And then we were a bit Welsh. We had like pretty Welsh. much, yeah. We had pretty much zero English, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly. Um, and then like a tiny bit Swedish. But the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I feel very like Celtic. In like, okay. You know, if I'm thinking about DNA tests, I feel <laughs> Celtic. Yeah. And I feel like there could be a witchy gene in there for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see that. So not 100%. Like maybe not 100% that witch, but no. I would be like, I'd be a good percent that witch. Um, okay. I'd like to be more that witch. I think <laughs> I'm going to look into it. <laughs> yeah. um, and you? Uh, if you same. took a DNA test? Yeah. If I took same. a DNA test. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I think, I mean, I'd have very similar DNA to you. And I think that I'm mm-hmm. probably slightly less witch than you, but mm. you know. I want to learn more about it. There's plenty of time. We got time. Um, so yeah, hope you all enjoy this episode. Sorry, it's been a, it's been. I feel like it's been quite different. We'll yeah. be back to talking about things like Baby Yoda next week. So like normal service will resume. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's um, interesting. Like this is, you know, somebody could write like literally eight PhDs on, you know, all the different areas things. of absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah, they really could and. That's not us. We, we won't be writing that PhD, but we hope that you have found today's episode interesting. Um, mm. And read further. And re- read further. Go watch an episode of Chicken Run. <laughs> See what you think. <laughs> an episode? It's a film, Emma. But there should be a series. There should be a series. <laughs> Are you listening, Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. As always, if you liked what you heard, please feel free to review us on apple um get in touch with us on our socials and let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about next yeah we love to hear from you so thank you so much for listening bye-bye for now bye-bye